Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com and Gusto. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll plus benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. As a listener, you'll get three months free when you run your first payroll. Sign up and give it a try at gusto.com slash accelerate. That's gusto.com slash accelerate. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast continues to enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. As a matter of fact, I was just notified that we are on the list of 12 business podcasts uh, that people should be listening to on allbusiness.com. And that is really because of the guests who uh, join me for a conversation around whatever their area of expertise is. We have a great conversation. They share their knowledge with all of you. You take what you need and you uh, implement it in your business and then are more successful and happier humans. Uh, today, my guest is Maria Desmondi. She is <clears throat> excuse me, an award-winning author and founder of the publishing company Cardinal Rule Press. Maria inspires and educates others in the book industry. When she's not working, she can be found embarking on adventures throughout Southeast Michigan and beyond, where she lives with her husband and three book-loving children. Thanks so much for joining me today, Maria. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I am thrilled to have you. We're going to be talking about um, engaging with influencers, which 
anymore is one of those really big topics that I think a lot of people don't understand. Like they feel like they should be doing it. They don't get it. So um, I, I want to start with, if you could provide the listeners with a, like, what is an influencer in a given market? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say an influencer is someone who has a following of individuals, a network, a community of following who actually engages. So I'm not saying the next person on Instagram who has 50,000 followers. I'm saying the person who has people who are engaging in conversations on their Instagram account and people who look up to this individual as someone who has something important to say and they trust that individual. And so if that individual is saying, you know, I, I recommend these books from the rooftop. I've read them to my own classroom or I've read them to my own children. All of those people in their community are going to say, well, I know, like, and trust this individual. And so I'm going to check out those books. So an influencer is truly someone who others look up to, others trust, others really, um, you know, put on a pedestal and say, gosh, I'm going to listen to what that person has to say. Okay. I, I appreciate that. So how does someone go about finding influencers in their market? I think this is the tricky part because it requires time spent online. It requires time connecting with individuals. So the first thing you have to really understand is what is your business and where are the people in your business, right? So we run a children's publishing company. And so our target market, the people that we want buying our children's books are not actually children, right? Because they're not the ones going yeah. to the store. <laughs> um, we are targeting parents, teachers, and caregivers. Um, we also target librarians and booksellers. So we have about five different people in our you know, target market. So we need to, to do the research and figure out where are parents spending their time online versus where are librarians and you know, all the other people in our target market? Where are they spending their time online? And that's the first place to look. So for example, educators are spending most of their time on Instagram. So that's where we connect with educators. However, if we're looking at another, um, you know, target market like principals um, in, in, you know, um, what's it called, like curriculum directors in school districts to maybe sell our books to them, they're spending their time on Twitter. So we need to figure out where people are hanging out online and that's where we find them. Okay, so this is so great. I, who knew that this is where uh, <laughs> these people are hanging out. But so once you... So using you as an example, so now you know that curriculum developers are hanging out on Twitter. How do you figure out which, you know, who the influencers are? And yeah. you know, how do you figure out which ones are the ones people are trusting and listening to? Yeah, well, and this is where it can get a little confusing and time consuming um, because there's different ways to find them on different social media platforms. So for example, on Twitter, a lot of people are in the book industry are participating in what they call book chats. And so they are um, like themed 
book talks on Twitter. And so everyone will spend about an hour and they use the same hashtag for different book chats. So we just kind of peruse and we join in on these book chats and we look to see who's speaking, who are the ones who are leading these book chats. We go back to their account, we see, do they have a lot of um, tweets? Are they actually active on Twitter? Are people retweeting their tweets? Um, and that tells us that they are influencing the market if they're running these different chats, if people are retweeting what their content is, um, and if they're engaged. You know, if you go to someone's account and they haven't had a, a tweet go out for months, you know that they're not active in the space. Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, one of the things I love about this is that it sounds to me like it really is about the engagement that that person is participating in you know, they're not just out there throwing information out, they're actually engaging with people and people are taking the content that they're sharing and resharing it. Yeah, well. and if we, you know, if we were to have this conversation five years ago, it would be a different story because in the past, for example, on Facebook, you were looked at as an influencer if you had a lot of likes to your business page. And that's not the case anymore. We're not looking at the number of followers. We're not looking at the number of likes. We're looking at how many people are actually commenting and, and engaging with the individual. And it's really neat to see because when they're commenting and engaging, they're building community and you want to be a part of that, right? If you have a product or a business, you want your business to be in front of that community who is engaged and really um, looking up to this influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So then how do you set up an influencer campaign? You know, how do you start we're connecting in a way that's meaningful for what you're trying to accomplish? Oh, Diane, this is totally my, I love this kind of stuff. So this is, I'm having fun with this interview. If you can't hear the smile on my face, I'm having fun with this. So you said it in your question. Um, you said, how do you connect? How do you engage? So you actually are going to then go into the space and start commenting, liking, retweeting, asking questions to this influencer, and you're actually participating just like any other individual. And so maybe do this for a few weeks and then it would be appropriate to reach out and say, Hey, I have been following your page for a few weeks, a few months. And, you know, I see that you're an educator that many people look up to. We actually publish children's books. We would love to, um, you know, send you a bundle of free books and ask that you share, um, you know, a, a, an honest review with your listeners or with your followers. And um, oftentimes when I set up a campaign, we will do, um, we kind of put all the work up front. So we won't just reach out to one influencer here, one influencer there. We kind of bundle it all together in one grouping. And so we've created something um, called a virtual book tour and other people are doing them. It wasn't, you know, our, our idea, but we will then ask several influencers say, hey, do you want to participate in this book tour? And what that means is we're going to send you free books and we'd love for you to comment during the period of this one week in this one month. And so what that does for us is it's part of our launch plan. It's part of our launch strategy. And so we have an entire week where 
Um, let's see, Dazzling Travis was one of our books that came out April 1st, and we had over 20 influencers talking about the book over the course of one week. So there was a lot of buzz on the internet around that hashtag we were using, the book that we were releasing. And so we developed a campaign, and then we invited several influencers to participate at that time. Um, and you know, people like free stuff. It's just the nature of being a human being. And so we gift them not just one book, but several books and we gift them um, items for their classroom. And we don't feel spammy at all about it because we are not asking them to go and leave a five-star review on Amazon. We're, we're saying be completely honest and tell us what you think. And so it's, you know, in exchange for their feedback. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay. So. Yeah. So after, after they actually post, I will tell you, we, we yeah. follow up and we thank them okay. and we keep that relationship going. So we have a list of almost 200 influencers that um, we have, you know, reached out to in, in the matter of the last probably five years. And then we just keep sending them um, invitations to different campaigns that we're doing. And some of them will sign up for, you know, three in a row and some of them will, you know, do one and maybe they won't do another for a few years. So it's just kind of a matter of time and it's their schedule too. So a lot of um, influencers out in the market, they will actually have an editorial calendar and say, you know what, I, I'm booked, I can't do any more um, reviews, I can't do any more of these, I already have everything planned out for the next three months. So I don't think no is something that you should be afraid of because these people are asked by many individuals, not just yourself. Yeah, and okay, so that was gonna be one of my questions because a, a lot of them are asked by a lot of people and so, how are they, I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but how are they deciding who they're going to engage with it? Is, is it all because of the, you know, how you, the person who wants to be in their space is engaging with them? Well, I think it's all relatability. So if it's kind of out of left field and, you know, um, um, I'm trying to think like, uh, um, you know, some random company reaches out to an educator and an educator for a product and that an educator wouldn't use in the classroom, that's kind of out of left field. Um, so yeah, it has right. to be, re so it has to be relatable. And okay. it also, you have to tell, and this is what we do up front. You have to tell the influencer what is in it for you. This is a win-win situation. We want to get in front of your community, but what are we going to do for you? We're going to give you these free products. We're also going to share that you're um, part of this campaign with our community so that everyone who is engaged in following our publishing company is now going to get to know you because we're going to say, hey, look at these influencers who are part of our campaign. So it's definitely you want to lay out the bullet points of what's in it for you, what's in it for us. And that's another part. Like, I, I share wholeheartedly what is in it for us, what is in it for you. I, I don't leave anything in the dark. I'm not going to scam these people. I'm not going to have any surprises. I want them to know exactly why we are reaching out to them and what we want them to do. I, that, I love that. Because yeah. that's so, it's because then you're like totally authentic. Authentic. And exactly. yeah, right. And so they know, I would think. I think people can see through crap a mile away. And if they think that, you know, that you're just 
in it for yourself and not for them as well, then they don't really have a reason to help you. And I think people forget that. They think, I have this wonderful thing. They should want to help their community. They should, you know, want to do this, but they have to feel that connection. Absolutely. And the other thing is, um, we talked about win-win, and you also will run up about against influencers who might have some sort of a package deal. So they might say, you know, I actually, I charge for reviews. And actually, I charge to, um, you know, share your product on my space. And we choose not, right now, we choose not to work with influencers who charge fees because, it's a whole concept in the book industry. You really do not want to be paying people for reviews. Um, it's just, it's just gross. And it's really not the, <laughs> I, I act from a place of integrity and um, yeah. it just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. So, but with other businesses, you may have a budget and say, yeah, we, we can afford to pay $150 for you to put our product in front of your people. We can, you know, that's part of our budget. So it kind of just depends on what your, um, you know, system is, what your business is, and what you want to get in front of these influencers. But sometimes there are paid opportunities, and sometimes influencers will share that with you. That's really interesting. I'm with you. I, I think that's um, not necessarily, that you're not necessarily then getting a genuine uh, response. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have someone say, I, I can't share this because I don't think it fits with my audience or I don't really think it's as great as you do or whatever than having someone do it because I paid them so they don't really care. I don't, I don't think that serves their audience or mine, you know, exactly. or, or my goals. Yeah. Exactly. Then it's a waste of time for everyone. Yeah, right. But it really yeah. truly is it is something to be looked at for businesses because right now with social media, people are on their phones. People are so connected via these different platforms. And, you know, I think most people are watching, you know, videos on their phones throughout the day way more than they are watching television. Like we have, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just really changing. I think our industry, our society is changing and people are connected to their phones and that's where they're connecting with other individuals. And so if you can get in front of that, I think you're going to see a lot of really great things for your company. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. You know, I have, okay. a, I have a, I will share real quickly. I have a friend in, in the book industry who still sends out postcards and a lot of mailers and spends just gobs of money on mailers. And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> you can take that money and put it in your pocket and start connecting online or put it into Facebook ads. Like there are so many great things that you can be doing, you know, in social media world versus the archaic sending postcards out to li libraries and bookstores. So I think it's a mindset shift that a lot of people have to kind of adjust to as our society changes. I do too. And I think there's a lot of uh, industries that are sort of older industries, so wh where they've been around for a really long time, the people there have been there for a really long time, and so they they are so ingrained in this is how we do this thing that it, it's hard for them to take a step out and say, okay, wait a minute, there are other ways of marketing. You know, there's other ways of getting in front of my target audience 
For and, sure. Yeah, they need to be looking at that. For sure. Hmm. That's so interesting. All right, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have okay. more questions for you. Okay. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com and Gusto. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Breathe to Succeed by Sandy Abrams and Leading Loyalty by Lena Renee. So visit audibletrial.com slash business growth, explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Everyone loves payday, but loving a payroll provider? That's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You might fall in love yourself. Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. So visit gusto.com slash accelerate to check it out. Today we're speaking with Maria Desmondi about working with influencers to gain exposure. Okay, so you, you build this relationship with an influencer, you reach out to them, they say, sure. How do you monitor what how it's working. I was just going to say whether it's working, but you know, how do you monitor how well that relationship is working for what you have, you expect of it? Okay. So this is, this is how we do it. Um, there's a couple different levels. First, we use a program called 17 hats for our workflow system. So one of my team members will set everyone up in 17 hats and um, she will select a date within that week period for everyone. And we set up a, a, a set of email reminders, right? So one week prior to their posting, um, we give them choices. So, you know, is it going to be a Facebook or a, um, an Instagram story? Is it going to be a Facebook post? So we'll list out maybe like five or six different posts um, that we recommend they do. And we ask that they um, do too. So if they're going to do like an Instagram story, then we also hope that they'll do one other um, of these five choices, right? So it's five different types of sharing. And we also give them a Dropbox. And so that Dropbox has you know, images of the book that we're asking them to review. It has like a book trailer. So it has a lot of content for them. We make it as easy, Diane, as possible for them. They can actually, we have a swipe file in there. And so what that is, is for each different social media channel, for Twitter, it's going to sound different than it's going to sound on Instagram and Facebook. So we have copy, you know, that they can just swipe that it'll say, oh, hey, um, I'm reviewing this book for Cardinal Rule Press, and they'll have some information about the book, and then they can just plug in their own words to make it easier for them. So all of this gets set up on automation. So that way we know they're gonna get a one week reminder with all the information, all the links. They're gonna get like two days before, one day before, and then they're gonna get a thank you the day after. 
And then what we do is we have team members who actually go and make sure that they've posted on the day of, if they didn't, they get a personal message reminder, like, hey, remember you committed to this day. Um, and we make sure to share whatever they've shared on social media, we're then sharing it on our account, like we promised that we would. And then what we do is we actually, for the ROI, the return on investment, we are actually tracking our book sales during that one week period to see if there's a spike in book sales. Um, and so we do that through our distributor. Um, we work with a company in Chicago called IPG. So they have their own dashboard um, that booksellers from you know, all over the country, Amazon as well, um, they order and we can actually track day by day. We can pull one day out of the dashboard system and say, what were the sales for this one title? And then we can compare it to the week before, or three weeks before to see, was there an increase that was sudden? And so that's how we personally track um, our sales and return on investment with influencer marketing. Okay, is, is there a way for you to know which influencers impacted those numbers or do you just go with the belief that it was thanks to all of them? You know what, there is a way that you can set that up and we actually don't do that right now. Um, it's something that in the future, maybe we will, but you can give a unique, um, you can give a unique code link. You can give a unique link to each influencer and then you can actually track to see, you know, um, so someone will say, uh, check out this book. The link is in my profile. And then that link will take them, let's say to Amazon to purchase the book. And then we can track to see how many people use that specific link. And we personally don't do that right now because our campaigns aren't that big. Um, like I said, about 20 influencers and we've seen such great success and we don't necessarily need to pull data like who did the best out of that. But people, I do have colleagues who run, um, they actually run campaigns where they um, create a little bit of competition within the influencers, okay? And so let's say we have 20 influencers. They might say something like, okay, well, the top influencer who sells, you know, gets the most clicks to their link, you're going to get a $200 Amazon gift code. So that incentivizes that influencer to do more to get people to click that link. Does that make sense? That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah. I've had I've had colleagues who run um, larger teams than I do myself. So we, um, Cardinal Rule Press, we have about 14 team members. And so I do have friends who have had larger campaigns, and that is how they do it, is they create a little competition. So, and it sounds like uh, there, there is a lot of, um, well, how, how do I want to say this? A, a lot of organization and structure to this sort of thing to make sure that it's seamless or, you know, it, that it's not really difficult for the influencers to help you. Because it sounded to me like you give them an awful lot of, you know, you make it really easy for them, which for me means you guys are spending time creating that content and yeah yeah we we right? want to make it we want to make it very easy for them so that they say yes because 
we have had such success with our book sales because of this type of marketing so that we are invested and we know that it's working for us. So we are not, you know, afraid to put in the time and effort for making it easier for them. And is it fair to say that if you say to somebody, if you ask someone to help you and you say, you know, go ahead and put together something in your own words, they're not going to do it because they're busy doing other things. Oh, no, I, I, Oh, we have had some of these influencers actually create lesson plan units around the books. So they've gone above and beyond. So it just really depends. Wow. On oh yeah. It depends on the individual. They've created these beautiful displays in their classroom, like bulletin boards around the book. And so absolutely not. Like I, I it just depends on the individual and because we don't know them, uh, you know, as well as I would like to know, like, as well as you might know a neighbor, you just yeah. can't guarantee that they're going to do everything on their own. So we like to make it easy for everyone. And then there are a handful of individuals who go above and beyond. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I, I really like that. I, 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 and I'm hoping that the people listening are realizing that if you set it all up ahead of time and you make it easy for yourself and for everyone by having the platform and, you know, um, the Dropbox and, and all of that set up for people, then it feels to me like it, people would be more likely to opt in. Yeah. And because, then you can reuse, right? you, can re you can recycle and repurpose your content too. And you can create this workflow and just plug in different products depending on what you're trying to promote. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Okay. <clears throat> So talk to me about grassroots marketing. Like what is it and what are some examples of it? Yeah. Well, so I started this company, um, gosh, I think 11 years ago, I self-published a book. Well, I published my first book with a local publisher and they ended up going out of business. And so after that, I started self-publishing books and at the time I was a teacher making a very little salary and I thought, gosh, well, how can I sell these books? I don't really have like a big chunk of change to put into marketing and advertising, which to be quite honest, I didn't really know how to market and advertise at the time because all of my schooling was to become a teacher. That's, that's what my job was. So I started researching different ways to um, market my books for free. And a lot of that was really out of the box marketing, like creative marketing. So I'll give you an example. And so grassroots style marketing is really free, very low cost marketing, figuring out ways to get a product in front of individuals without, you know, spending money and putting forth large investments on advertisement. So <clears throat> there is a, an, a book from many years ago called Flat Stanley. And I remember reading the book to my class. It's about this boy. I don't remember how he got flattened, but he would, he, people would like carry him all over the world and you'd see Flat Stanley all over the world. So it's about his travels. So I thought, well, wouldn't that be neat if I created a contest on social media where individuals in the summertime could take my book with them on vacation and take pictures in front of large monuments, like popular monuments, and then post it to their social media all of the people who are following them are going to see this picture and I'll create a contest around this. So I thought, gosh, okay, whoever posted a picture the furthest from 
my PO box is going to win. And I, I came up with like, what, what, what kind of budget do I have for, um, for a prize? And I've done many contests like these. This one wasn't hundred percent grassroots style marketing because I put a little money into the prize, but I have done it where I've gotten sponsors to donate prizes. Um, but this one's really fun. So I want to share this one. So I right. bought, um, I bought four tickets to Disney world and I got a discount from a friend. So I think they were like $80 a piece. And, um, I used gift cards just in case people didn't, you know, want to go to Florida, they could use it at the Disney store. But advertising for tickets to Disney sounds so glorious and great for families. So that's how I advertised it. So it was very low cost, really. And Diane, I had so many people participating in the contest. This was so much fun. My book was in front of the Eiffel Tower, the Sydney Opera House, the Vatican, um, places that I haven't even been in my life. Um, the Statue of Liberty. Uh, it was in, in the Alps, the Swiss Alps. And people, this was um, probably six or seven years ago, people were sharing them on Facebook. So think about it. If you have, you know, 600 friends on Facebook, this is getting in front of a, a percentage of those 600 friends. And so the winner was the Sydney Opera House. And it was just a lot of fun. Um, actually, at the time, it, this contest was on Twitter and on Facebook. And a cardinal at the Vatican retweeted the picture someone posted of my book in front of the Vatican. And I looked up his name and he was a real cardinal, like at the Vatican. It was so cool. I just, <laughs> so that is, a, is an example, like out of the box thinking, you know, just getting people excited about your product and not having to put large amounts of money into um, the product. And like I said, I, I've done similar contests where, um, I would have, I did a random act of kindness contest and, um, you know, I encouraged people to, cause one of my books was all about kindness. And so I encouraged people throughout the summer to take pictures of different acts of kindness that they did. And they always had to link to my website with a hash and then they always had to have a hashtag in it. So to be entered in the contest, I could, I could search the hashtag wow. and that's how I could find the people. Um, and so that was another really cool contest. And again, I had sponsors donating products for that one. Um, and always with, when working with sponsors, it's very similar to influencers. I got to tell them, how is this a win-win? What am I going to do for you? What is this going to do for me? Um, so yeah, so just out of the box, like not thinking traditionally when it comes to marketing. And that's really what I've tried to do in my business. I really love that because it's fun and people get to do what they want with it. And so they get to have fun and it creates community. I think that's really cool. Do you want to hear one more quick example? Yes, I do. Okay. So this one I, I thought of about a year ago and there's where you actually, you and I are on a program called zoom and, um, I thought about, you know, I have three young children and I don't do a lot of travel for speaking. I do a lot of, um, I'll do, I'll do travel for a keynote speaking engagement. But other than that, I do a lot of virtual visits. Um, so I'll do virtual conferences and things like that. So I thought, gosh, I wonder, I think I could connect with a lot of schools across the country using this program, Zoom. So I started um, posting on social media 
a link and I said, hey everyone, I'm gonna do a free virtual visit where I'm gonna read one of my books. So this is me acting as author because you know, before I became a publisher, I wrote lots of children's books. And I thought, gosh, I'm gonna read one of my books and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of your class for 30 minutes on this program called Zoom. I can have 100 people participate, 100 people can log in and I will talk to your class for 30 minutes. And this is not going to cost you any money at all. And so I had a link, which was a landing page, and I had people sign up. And then they all got the Zoom link for the day of. And I had um, 100 people, I had 140 people sign up. And then I was like, oh, geez, only 100 can do this. <laughs> um, and I had like 97 logins. So I had about 97 classes nice. login. <laughs> But the cool part was I had some of the teachers had like three classes of students shoved into one room to, to watch this program. So as I tallied it up, I had around 3,000 students logged on and wow. I spoke to them for 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes from my kitchen. So did it cost me anything other than time to share it on social media, other than time to create the link and send it out, and other than 30 minutes of my time. And so what we did is we created an email um, campaign afterwards. So the day after they got a thank you, they could watch the replay and it linked to the book that I read. And then I, I think like four days later, we sent another email um, and gave them some lesson plans for their classroom that we already had written um, and it also linked again to the book on Amazon and again we tracked the sales within that from one week of doing the visit one week later huge jump in sales because 3,000 kids heard that book and a majority of them went home and said I want this book right so that was and and I've been doing that every quarter since then and it's just it's just been a really cool way for me to um, give back to my community and my readers, you know, to give them that free time of mine and um, also to really be able to share the messages of my books. It's so great because it, it's giving you the opportunity to connect with so many people and so many potential users, buyers, influencers, what, whatever it is. And at the same time, doing it in a way that is giving back. So, so it, it covers two sides of your marketing effort. It does. You're right. Yeah, because it's, I'm giving them something for free, but at the same time, yeah. I'm able to create sales from it in an authentic way. Like, I've given you 30 minutes of my time. I'm giving you these lessons. But then people say, gosh, well, in order for me to, to teach these lessons in the classroom, I'm going to need the book. And then they click and buy. So it's, it's exactly. been really, yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I just, I just really love that story. And as I was listening to it, I was thinking the, you know, one of the great things about this is that it is doable in any industry. It, it isn't, you know, this is not specific to your industry. Anybody no. can do this, right? That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another, it, like, let's pick an industry. Um, give me an example. Let, let's talk about a different industry other than books. What would be an example? Okay. So, hmm, let's pick uh, security systems, like alarm systems, cameras, that kind of thing. So a company, sort like a small business that's like 
uh, what is that? ADT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, okay, so something that, you know, something that a business like that could do is they could, um, you know, think about what are they an expert on? They're an expert on security. They're an expert on keeping people safe. So one way that they could reach out to their target market is provide some sort of value to their people. So maybe, um, you know, they could get on a program like Zoom like this and they could invite, or uh, let's say Facebook Live because they can connect with their people. Um, people can just tune in, right? So I'm on Facebook, I click on a small business security, I click like, and then once you do that, Facebook shows you all the things they're doing. So they could do a live video for 20 minutes and it could have a theme and it could say, five ways to keep your house safe when you go on vacation. And so here I am, I'm a mom and I'm just on Facebook and all of a sudden I see this live video pops up and it says how to keep your house safe when you go on vacation. I think, oh, I'm going away this summer. I'm gonna tune in. I tune into the Facebook Live and they just tell me authentically five ways to keep my home safe. I don't really know what those five ways are, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, I do, I know totally what you mean. But here's the deal, they're not selling their system. They're just trying to provide value. They're just trying to solve a problem to their target market And then the cool thing about Facebook is they can see who tuned in to that video. They could send, then send an ad targeting the people who tuned into that um, video. And so then the ad would reach out to those individuals and then they can sell their product. Right. But, but they're just offering something free. They're offering their, their expertise and not necessarily buy our product. Right. Well, you're, you are a natural born marketer. I know you're a teacher or, you know, or, <laughs> like, but seriously, I was a teacher you, you've got and marketing down. I, you know what, mm-hmm. Diane, if I could go back in time, I, I went to Michigan State University and I, I know you're. Me too. You did? Go green. Yeah, so white. <laughs> That's awesome. But if I could go back in time, I wish I would have been able to take business classes in, in school because, I mean, everything I'm learning, I'm learning from just reading books and experience. Like I, I I wish I would have had some um, real education on these kinds of things, but I do self-educate with podcasts, which is how I found you. And um, I self-educate with webinars and reading books and audiobooks and things like that. Yeah, but you do have a natural, I mean, to be, for me to be able to throw out an industry that is so far from what you're doing (laughs) and you to be able to jump on it right away. It's good. It's just, it's, it's, really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, are there unique, uh, connections that you have made working with influencers? Like maybe things you didn't expect? Yeah, there have been, um, you know, we actually in the backs of our books, um, we are known to giving something at the, in the back of our children's books. So for example, Dazzling Travis just came out. It's about a boy who is different and has confidence and who is teased for being different. In the back of the book, it highlights um, like six people in history who were also confident in who they were, but who were teased for, for doing different things. And so um, 
we, from working with influencers, we've had some, some guest writers be able to write those pieces for our books. Um, so for example, in The Jelly Donut Difference, a book that I wrote, we had a woman who runs an organization called Pennies for Time. And um, she teaches families how to do service projects and to help and to give back. And so we, she was one of our influencers and then she ended up being one of our guest writers for the back of the book. So we have met many people. Um, Another example, I ran a parenting and educational summit uh, a year ago, and I had over 30 people who I interviewed, experts in the industry of parenting and education, and I invited influencers. So I had already built that relationship with them, and then they were guest speakers in our summit, which was really cool. Boy, no kidding. I know a woman I should, inter I'll introduce you to. She actually educates, um, I think, preschool educators oh cool uh, yeah on um how to deal with you know kids who may may be struggling with stuff she's she's awesome I'll, I'll very cool yeah and then i was approached by goodreads a year ago and they had me set up an influencer campaign for them because the the piece that they were missing was the connection to the educators. So I took my relationships with the educators and said, hey guys, Goodreads wants to partner up. So why don't we do this all together? So I was able to run a campaign for Goodreads, which was really cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I like Goodreads. Me too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. I really appreciate the information. And, and so, and my gears are turning in my head, which, you know, happens periodically when I hear some really good ideas because then I think, wow, this is something I should be doing. Uh, so I'm, and I'm sure the listeners are too, uh, <laughs> but will you let the listeners know, uh, you know, how they can find you, how they can find the books that you uh, publish and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So we, um, you can find more out about our company, Cardinal Rule Press, at cardinalrulepress.com. And we are active on Instagram as far as social media. That's kind of our number one. And um, I also have a website, mariadismondi.com. And that's kind of where my, my own books are housed. And our books are sold nationwide. And, um, you know, I'm very open to people emailing me questions to follow up with um, podcast interviews. So you can always reach out at maria at mariadismondi.com. That's terrific. Thank you so much for spending this time. I really, it, this is really great information. And guys, you know, think about it like Maria does. Just think, okay, what can I share with people? What, like, I love this whole grassroots thing. You know, what information could I be sharing? Where's my audience? Mm -hmm. Who are the influencers in my market? And how can I start engaging with them? Uh, I think it is incredibly uh, well-spent time to engage in something like this. So thanks. This, this was just awesome. And, You're welcome. And uh, thank you. You know, you guys are who we're doing this for. And I think this was a really good session for you, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I'd like to thank our sponsors, Audible.com and Gusto. Uh, to get a free trial of audible.com and a free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. For payroll processing you'll love, sign up for a demo of Gusto today at gusto.com slash accelerate. 
And remember that listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. (laughs) COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.